0: Jason Voorhees returns for a seventh time. Bill O'Reilly will do it live, and Seinfeld says goodbye. This week on 30 2010. 30-2010, 30,
1: 20, 10, 30 20, 10. Three decades every show sometimes does the videos. 30-2010, 30, 20, 10, 30 20, 10.
0: The presses are awaiting if we're going to the 80s and the 90s. And 2000s on 30, 20. Welcome, everyone, to 302010, the Internet's weekly pop culture time machine, where we look back 30, 20, and 10 years ago, back in pop culture history. This week, we'll be looking at May 11th to the 17th at all the movies, TV, music, video game releases from May 11th to the 17th, 1988, 1998, and 2008. We're going to tell you what we were doing. We encourage you to do the same in the comments at 302010.net or lasertimepodcast.com. Hi everybody, I'm one of your hosts Chris Antista Who else is with us?
2: I'm unfortunate white rapper Diana Goodman
0: (laughs) Uh, An even better white MC MC Sarah Bear
2: It's me, Sarah From Florida
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Sarah FL That's a good rap name Um, But every single week we go through what happened this week in uh, mostly pop culture history with a little bit of news. And this week is really, really fun. Some underrated films in here. Some, uh, one of the biggest finales of all time. I don't know if we'll ever talk about anything bigger on 30 2010, So stay right there. But as always, we have to start out in 1988. We're talking about the week of May 11th through the 17th. Uh, this is a pretty big one. I, hopefully Diana will give us more context. Uh, she's better with the news. What happened on May 15th, D?
2: Well, the USSR began its withdrawal from Afghanistan and then Afghanistan had a democratically elected government and no one had a problem with them
0: at the time. Were uh, was the USSR greeted as liberators? That's no,
2: no they they were not. They oh. rolled in in 1980 and uh, there was an insurgency. That we supported with mm. some folks called the Mujahideen. Because we thought like, yeah, guerrilla war will stop these commie bastards. And then those guys pretty much morphed into the Taliban. And then we had to go fight them again.
0: Well, thank God we have the Russians to depend on as our ally. Wait, what year is this? Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. <clears throat> We're fighting everybody now. Uh, move! <laughs> I'll move from the news the movies of 1988. May 11th to the 17th. Uh not of this earth with Tracy Lords. Diana, you wrote this down. I have to imagine there's a reason why.
2: Yeah. No, it's I mean it's a remake, but it's like a goofy Corman remake um mm. about a nurse who treats kind of a creepy alien dude.
0: This sounds like a really good booby movie.
2: Well it's Tracy Lords, so <laughs> hopefully.
0: <laughs> uh Catacombs with Timothy Van Patten, uh Ian Abercomb. There's someone with the name of Abercrombie? All right. Yeah. I, I know, have a partner uh, i want to set him up with. Bob I think Fitch.
2: There's some... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. There's some scary Satan stuff going on at, at a monastery.
0: And bulletproof. No, not that one, Adam Sandler and Damon Wayne fans. Uh this one has Gary Busey and little Fligle. What's her name?
2: Uh I found practically nothing about this.
0: me too. But I love this Oh wait,
2: no, I think this is the one he's gotta he's gotta stop a super tank.
0: Of course it is. As you do. Based on a true story, yep. I hope. Um, but illegally Yours is a great title. I'm a little less excited when I see Rob Lowe and uh, Colleen Camper in it.
3: Take Rob Lowe. Add three smashed cars, one masked man, a dozen boys in blue, a pair of crazy killers, and a moat full of crocodiles.
2: Sounds like Mother Goose.
3: And what do you get?
1: Ah-ha!
3: Rob Lowe as you've never seen him before. In a totally outrageous. Oh, what do you think this is, a Western? No. no. Certifiably insane. <laughs> What's going on here? Well, my mind's blank right now. Completely wacky comedy from Peter
0: Bogdanovich. Wow, really? You yeah. Were, you were waiting to surprise us with Peter Bogdanovich. That looked like Peter Bogdanovich's Midnight Run.
2: <laughs> I think maybe that's what he was going for. I mean, his comedies are generally more screwball. hmm. And I think that's what they're trying for.
0: And uh... it's weird no because Rob Lowe's playing it to the fucking rafters, and he wasn't known for comedy at this point. He was a romantic leading man.
4: There was some yeah. real mugging to the camera going on there. <laughs> yes. Also, was that Dabney Coleman? I w- hope as a it was. Officer?
0: I hope it was. I, I, I thought I saw Dabney Coleman holding a gun. Yeah. Illegally yours, fans? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's something fans will really go to back for, though Maniac Cop. Maniac (laughs) Cop. Is this available on DVD yet? Such a good title. It really is. It tells you everything. Uh, Tom Atkins, Bruce Campbell, Robert Zidar, and Richard Roundtree. That's Shaft, baby. When a cop
3: turns killer, you have the right to remain silent forever. (laughs) Maniac Cop.
0: Fuck that 80 cent. I love Whoa. it. I have not seen this in a really long time. But if you're a Bruce Campbell fan, this is this is on the menu. He the is comics. so
2: young looking totally. in this. Yeah. I, I don't think I ever see I mean, we're not that far off from the uh, Evil Dead and stuff. but I mean, We're
0: past Evil Dead 2, I mean, aren't he, we?
2: He, yeah, but he looks younger somehow. Huh. I think it was shot Maybe.
0: like around the same time. This also has Sam Raimi somehow involved. He does a cameo in the film. But it's a ah. it's a beloved. Can't be movie before those were on Sci-Fi Channel every other weekend. But Maniac Cop, I, I've always wanted to re-watch it, and I heard it's really hard. Uh, you can't really hmm. find a great version of it out there. But uh, that's why we have comment section. Please let us know, because I would love to watch Maniac Cop again. Uh, this movie, I, I think I'm good. Earth Girls Are Easy.
2: Well, I am all for uh, Julie Brown vehicles, and this is the because only Because I'm one. a blonde. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except for TV's The Edge, which we I think we get to talk about eventually, um, her sketch show with Jennifer oh, yeah. Aniston and Wayne Knight on it. That's right. Uh, but yeah, so Earth Girls Are Easy is based on the Julie Brown song, but stars Gina Davis, Jeff Goldblum, and completely not mentioned in the credits,
0: Jim, Jim Carrey
2: Car- and Damon Wayans
0: in full like red and yellow makeup.
2: Wow, they're that's right. In full body makeup. I mean, it's they're they're furry aliens. And then they land in L.A. And then they uh, get shaved and they get a makeover. And then they go out looking for love.
0: It's, this is one of the craziest movies I've ever seen.
2: It's odd. <laughs> a UFO landed in my pool. They captured me. I fed them pop tarts, But you've got to cut their hair. What did you say?
3: They may be from outer space.
2: So? They can
3: still be dates. I think we could just make them look more sort of human. Hey, come on, everybody. We're doing a makeover. But underneath, they're more than human. Oh,
0: Calm down, shit. sir. Oh,
3: my. I could fix you yes. up with some bodacious chips just like that. I can't
0: believe you're... Let's not forget, Michael McKeon is the pool guy. Wow. Is there Anything he can't yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> but I, this ran on Comedy Central like every other minute back in the day. Yep. I watched it a ton, and I do not miss watching it every day at all. Am I wrong, Di? I,
2: no, it's good. I mean, it's cute. It's fluffy. It's whatever. But it's not like, oh, drop what you're doing and go watch Earth, Girls Are Easy. But if you're, like, hungover and it's on Comedy Central, <laughs> yeah, you could do worse.
4: I don't know. I think I may need to uh, check it out just for that hot Jeff Goldblum there is, shot. Good Lord. When you he have an emergent smoking, uh, Jeff Goldblum
0: oof. shirtless scene. It might be worth I'm watching. I'm into it, man. That's part of the makeover. Uh, and I cannot believe this is number one at the box office this week. The seventh edition of this franchise. This is the one you've been waiting for.
1: What?
3: What's happening to me? Your psychokinesis and these delusions. I no, you're thought. not listening to me! The one
4: you've been asking for.
3: Hey, <laughs> Tina. Isn't this the way they wear their jackets back in the mental hospital? <laughs> Concentrate. Concentrate, Tina. The
0: one you've been dying. You people give me the creeps You people Um, What do you mean Jason's (laughs) Voorhees Friday the 13th part 7 Yeah I don't know why I love this movie so much But I did No I do Hmm. I'm talking to two ladies And it's hard to talk about Um, I've seen My first Friday the 13th movie was part 8 And I went backwards Uh, And then I finally saw 7th And it was the first movie I ever saw Full frontal female nudity I had never seen uh, an 80s Bush before. And I'm like, this is the high point. Did Everyone this win all the Oscars? Their
2: first. It's fine. Right? Yeah.
0: You remember the first movie you saw a penis in? Don't say the piano.
2: No. but It might be, honestly.
1: <laughs> oh, it's not
0: for Diana. <laughs> no,
4: you guys. I think mine was Schindler's List. Oh, I'm God. not even going to lie.
2: <laughs> oh, geez. You're right. I would have yeah. accepted
0: Wild Things, but you went with Schindler's List. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Put that upstairs yeah. Wikipedia.
2: So that's what girls get. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's real easy to fi- have private sexy time. Yeah. Ooh, Schindler's list. <laughs> yeah. All those victims having to run around in the cold naked.
0: I can imagine it they're any color I want. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. But I I did, anyway. I did see this one and I thought it was one of the more violent and fun Friday the thirteenth movies. I know it's not very well regarded in Jason Voorhees Circles, but then those people don't have a lot of taste anyway. Those people? They have, yes. Jason. Jason <laughs> uh, the, it's not. Well,
2: the- I, I like the, the rest of the trailer really plays up like, and Jason's here, but now you know, there's not just a final girl, but like she can fight back because she's got telekinetic power. So it's mm-hmm. Jason versus Carrie. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I remember this being really, really fun. It made me love the series all over again. And I'm going to say, give you some behind the scenes scoops. Most of you didn't like Elm Street Nightmare last year, but it was one of the best shows I've ever been a part of. We're threatening to do Friday the 13th um, with a couple of friends.
2: Ooh.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Wait, would...
2: you said eight was your first one. Is that yep. Jason Takes Manhattan? It is.
0: Or Jason, or Jason Takes Vancouver and stands in Times Square for four <laughs> seconds.
2: No, Jason is on a boat.
0: On a boat. Yeah, he, he takes mostly a boat and then he walks around Manhattan. Gets shot yeah. by the third rail in the subway. Sorry I ruined it. You'll still like it. Go see it. Um, but moving to television, are you ready, Di? Mm-hmm. Uh, Barbara Walter's special this week. She interviews Sly Stallone, Patrick Swayze, and Paul Hogan. Try and guess who cries. Because it's Patrick Swayze. Oh,
2: I remember Patrick Swayze cries. <laughs> it is
0: absolutely Patrick Swayze Because crying. I
2: remember at the time being like, God, she's so mean. Why does she make people cry?
0: <laughs> Especially Patrick Swayze. <laughs> The guy who never corners babies. Yeah. Um,
2: (laughs) Well, pain don't hurt him, so...
0: Yeah, pain does not hurt Patrick Swayze. Why is he crying? And I, I tried to find a clip of it. And what most of the clips are, are Barbara Walters on talk shows giving interviews about who cries in this special. I don't want to say... It's Patrick Swayze. But I can't give too much away.
4: Wait, why... Why was he crying?
0: I don't know. Because I don't know what kind of hardship Patrick Swayze went through. I don't know his backstory. I feel like I know more about Paul Hogan and mm. Sly Stallone than I knew about Patrick Swayze. He's kind of this mystery. I was born and he was a movie star. Sure. I don't know much about him. And he was dead before I was looking into stuff like this. Um,
2: I feel like there was maybe like, are you sad that your father's not alive to see your success kind of question? I love
1: my daddy. I love my it's daddy. It's really
2: just like... There is no good answer. the the only answer to that is crying. Like, if you were like, No, I'm glad my dad's dead. He doesn't deserve to see my success. Fuck that guy. He
0: would have been bored by my pool. Um but on May twelfth, Max Headroom concludes. Let's try Oh,
2: what specific. a loss.
0: Oh wait, no, I don't What a loss. But it it's very confusing, especially if you're an English listener right now. Because for us, die, I think Max Headroom and Sarah wasn't born. <laughs> Max Headroom was a commercial pitchman And he, I think his tombstone Matt Frewer's tombstone Will read of New Coke Pitchman He helped launch New Coke (laughs) Is this a private party Or can any store crash So New Coke is catching on The taste is better and newer than. than, than.
2: (laughs) You said the P word
0: (laughs) So what I want to know is If you're drinking Coke Who's drinking Pepsi? If you can't beat it, catch the wave. Coke. So fucking weird, Sarah. You missed Let's it by the Max him Headroom. A show. She just saw a clip of it. You don't that know. That might Max be Headroom.
4: the first thing, I've, first time I've ever seen. That. So Max
0: Headroom. I know he wasn't a pitchman first. Diana, am I correct?
2: I don't
0: know. He would introduce music videos in the UK. He eventually got a talk show. He also got. A But everyone had American accents. He also had a drama show. I believe if you want to see Bill Maher playing an out-and-out villain, look (gasps) no further than Max Headroom. Um, Do I? It was one of the silliest things I've ever seen. But it it only lasted two seasons. But the, the, the scripted Max Headroom show that's not a music video show and not a fucking talk show. This is Matt Frewer, the dad from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the sad old guy from The Watchmen, played one of the most iconic characters of the 80s, four and a half hours, put them in makeup. They couldn't actually do, they wanted to like, I'm telling you, there's heavy black mirror shit involved with Max Headroom. It involves privacy dumb shit and being able to make a fictional human being out of CG. They couldn't really do that so they put Matt Frewer in plastic makeup to make him look like a CG character. Uh, put some frame skips in there and had some CG behind him. It's, Ahead of its time. I don't know how well it holds up, but... Um, this commercial? Commission- uh... <laughs> <laughs> you tell me, Diana. You would know better than I would.
2: Well, just the idea of having a show based around a character that's in a TV, that's a little limiting I think it, it's, uh, with it's what both. you can do. It's yeah. its
0: sadly like a RoboCop. Like Matt Frewer was a, a, a cameraman or something like that, and then he dies and becomes the character in the television. He gets Robocop. It's where he forgets he, who he originally was. I'm gonna stop, 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 I'm gonna stop talking about Max Headroom and drinking wine. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a pleasant <laughs> Sunday afternoon here uh, because I don't. I, I, I saw this so long ago, so long ago. On the when I first got the Sci Fi Channel, this is what they showed at primetime. Max Headroom reruns.
4: That commercial oh you God. just showed looks like something from Brazil, almost it, it's like something
0: it's, they'll show in marketing classes because yeah. it's how they marketed new Coke. They used Max Headroom to do it, and then off of that success, he got. All these other shows. Max Headroom has had more shows than Elf. That's, that's what I'm saying here.
1: Wow. Oh, how
2: dare he? Exactly. And a
0: talk show and a sitcom. And I wanted to play a theme song, but it was one of the first shows with no theme song or credits. Like, it just started immediately. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in on my Harry Anderson R.I.P. Um, wavelength, so i got to talk about Night Court. Part one, I should say this, we're in old-timey season finale film. This is going to be a lot of cliffhangers. Such is the case with Danny Got His Gun, Part 1. Dan, John Larquette, is called upon. He's in the uh, Army Reserve. He thinks he's going to go to Bermuda and serve there with a a buxom uh, drill sergeant. (laughs) Ends up trying to sabotage himself so he doesn't have to leave Night Court. Ends up in the Arctic Circle, but his plane crashes on the way there. Is Dan dead? I'll give you a hint. There are a lot more seasons of Night Court.
1: Hmm. He might not be.
0: (laughs) He might not be. Another season finale on May 13th. Another Dallas finale where Jr. is shot.
2: <laughs> My God.
0: Yeah. Uh, that sh- guy
2: just can't stop catching bullets, yo. <laughs> I had to look
0: into it again. He killed more people and he was sh- and then he was shot again. I've never seen an episode of Dallas. I've only seen parodies. I know way more about who shot Mr. Burns, which, which is a parody of that. We'll talk about that more in the next segment um but uh yeah dallas has another finale and we'll go on for another three years wow. i have never seen an episode of this show same that this show went from the 70s into the 90s and had a 2000s reboot and none of us know anything about it it was popular what do you want is that what you want no, no <laughs> it was popular so therefore chris and diane and sarah don't know anything about it second chance baby uh <laughs> fails at that is that second chance Uh, Second Chance is a wonderful sitcom with this fantastic theme song. Second Chance is a Matthew Perry starring sitcom.
1: Wow!
0: It had been refueled from last season. 88? From 88. Wow. Uh, Whoa. At this point, we're talking... Boys World Be Boys was canceled. That's what this was called. Second Chance was a show about a guy who died in a hovercraft in 2011. Not bad enough to go to hell. Not bad enough to get into heaven. So God sends him back in time to go relive his high school years to make him a pure spirit one way or the other. So it's Matthew Perry playing his past self. Sorry, there's another actor who plays older Matthew Perry. But it's a Matthew Perry starring sitcom where he's playing a younger version of himself with all the knowledge of his his, his upcoming misdeeds who's trying to get into heaven. They decided this sitcom is funny. But let's get rid of this whole heaven thing. So, in the second season, they fire every actor who's involved in the uh, afterlife stuff. It just becomes a normal show where he hangs out with his high school friends. Called Boys Will Be Boys. Boys Will Be Boys is canceled.
1: Boys Will Be Boys is brought to you by
0: Tylex. <laughs> it, is, it was also brought to you by Tylex. Um, That's
4: yeah.
2: a lot of information you just laid out. Just it's that. crazy.
0: It's crazy. That, that is
2: really weird. So, okay, so they have a show with a weird concept. It doesn't do very well, so they retool it to be as boring as possible. And change the title?
0: I don't want to pull back the curtain too hard here, but we don't watch all seasons of every show here. And I'm not watching two seasons of a failed Matthew Perry sitcom. I have a feeling Matthew Perry interacting with his high school friends in this show was funnier than the premise of him redeeming himself in heaven. Defending his life, Diana, as yeah. you were. Yeah, yeah. And, and they just decided, like, what are we doing with this dumb conceit? Like, we have funny actors. Let's just have this guy be in high school.
4: It's not a terrible concept, the... It's not. The second chance one, where it is, like, him trying to get back no, to the No, no, tons show... To My and... Name is
0: Earl is based on, like, the same concept. That's true. Uh, but like a, a karmic that. redemption. Yeah. But I think at, at, they they decided the focus of the show was... Matthew Perry is a really great leading man with these comedic character actors. Let's focus on that. It doesn't matter. Because does, how do you end a show like that anyway? Does he mm-hmm. eventually get in? Do you eventually kill your character and get him into heaven? Who knows? <laughs> um, and I really am so pissed Diana does her research, even though I'm researching the TV segment. Diana sometimes does extra research. And I can't tell you about Just In Case.
2: I can't tell you much either.
0: It's gone forever. Uh, I
2: tried I tried to find more information about it. It is basically a TV movie trying to launch a show.
0: Right. That failed big written, time. Well, I think they tried to launch the show. Written
2: directed by Blake Edwards. I wanted to um, tell Diana
0: that there was a show from the Pink Panther creator, Blake Edwards, that starred George Carlin as a undead lawyer trying to redeem himself that aired as a Disney movie.
3: You yeah. wouldn't believe
0: me if I told you all this stuff, but it did happen.
2: Yeah. And I found a clip in Spanish and that's about it.
0: <laughs> I found no such clip in Spanish. But fortunately that night on uh, ABC was really fun anyway because they were um there's a new ride being introduced at Disneyland and Disney World. And that's that's, that's uh, Riding the Coattails of Just in Case, starring George Carlin, directed, directed by Blake Edwards. George
3: Carlin appears and disappears on the next Disney Sunday movie, Just in Case. Then at 8.30, 7.30 Central and Mountain, Michael Jackson and his video extravaganza, Captain EO. Whoopi Goldberg takes you on a spectacular journey. Captain EO backstage. Then,
0: did you hear how much longer they talked about a behind-the-scenes thing about a Disney World (laughs) ride than a movie starring George Carlin and directed by Blake Edwards?
4: Did you hear me gasp at the beginning I did.
0: (laughs) Uh, If you were lucky enough to see, what did they call it, Uh, Captain EO revisited or... When Michael Jackson yeah. died, they brought Captain EO back to Epcot and Disneyland. We
4: went to it, yeah, and in Epcot.
0: The program you saw in line is what premiered today. It was a Whoopi Goldberg behind-the-scenes hosting thing. Apparently, Doug Benson is in there somewhere. Yes, like, oh
4: as yeah, as he, he's, a he's a dancer. Dancer, yeah. Yep.
0: Again, more, more, more fucking theme park propaganda from ABC. Uh, for half an hour i cannot believe they're not talking more about the blake edward george carlin movie he said he liked the experience of filming it
2: with carlin uh, from back in the day talking about how you know he'd be on the road and he'd work on a stand-up special and then they'd, they'd always come to him and be like hey you want to be this cranky dad on this sitcom hey you want to be the cranky detective on this sitcom and yeah sometimes i'd try it but i just never eh,
1: Crabby. yeah
0: exactly. he's not an actor. And he has, no. he has road gigs going on at the same time. This is bread and butter, and he didn't want to sacrifice them. Uh, but, he, but this, before the George Carlin show, this was supposed to be the George Carlin Disney show, and I'm so glad it didn't happen. Um, no.
2: That sounds bad. And, man, Blake Edwards is having a bad couple of weeks, though. Was it two weeks ago? We had, uh, was it Sunset? The uh, failed... Retro movie about Wyatt Earp and Tom Mix that no one liked well,
0: at all. Allegedly, this is Blake Edwards getting an idea off the ground from his daughter, an huh. undead ghost detective. I'm trying to avoid saying ghost dad. It's not the right climate to bring <laughs> that movie up. Um, but on May 16th, Cagney and Lacey concludes. Diana, please, if you have uh, any any sentence about Cagney and Lacey before feminist I feminist heroes.
2: Day. God damn it!
0: They're both uh, women.
2: They're women. I don't know. I've never and seen
0: Tag and Lacey. Stuff. Sarah says yeah. You would have been like, you were you're negative four.
4: Okay, I know that
2: though. Tag <laughs> and Lazy, come on.
0: I don't know Cagney and Lacey.
2: Yeah, they're they're lady cops mm. and they do lady cops stuff. And it was kind of cool that it was not lady cops in like a they hot, sexy Charlie's Angels cops. Ooh. You know, it was like a regular cop show. They just happen to be women. And uh, this sounds like it was a casualty of the writer's strike. It was sort of, it was on the bubble to get renewed. And it previously had been canceled and brought back from a letter writing campaign, which rarely happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this, I think the writer's strike finally might've killed it off. Well, <laughs> one of but, them
4: was Tyne Daly, no? Was
2: it? Yeah, Tyne Daly yes. and uh, Darren Glass, so who was later non- on like Queer as Folk.
4: Some real non na- no-nonsense
2: lady detective <laughs> stuff going on yeah. for sure yeah the fact that they like look like real people yes. like real cops would look like not nah, yeah
0: bikinis they're, they're sorry. not like
2: sexy jiggly they're like <laughs> you know moms they look like mom cops yes mom cops i need a break love it
0: jiggly cops that, that did it for me <laughs> well i'm excited to say it's canceled and probably because it bothered to go up against this wonderful wonderful uh piece of television iniquity
3: what a lousy menu not one cat entree on there no kitty chops, no feline mignon, nothing. Huh. Oh, hi. I didn't see you come in. You're, uh, you're probably wondering where I am right now. Or more importantly, why my show's not on right now. Or why I'm dressed like
0: a penguin. Bob Hope. Alf is in a tuxedo uh, to introduce Happy Birthday, Bob Hope. Oh, God. And happy... <laughs> Thank you, Diana. That's the exact response I needed. Happy birthday. Not happy birthday, Bob Hope, as in it's your birthday because he would have been celebrating like his 95th at this point. It is 50 years of him working at NBC.
2: Oh, my gosh. And
0: most of you won't have 50 years of association with anybody but your parents. You won't live with a spouse that long. <laughs> but but Bob Hope worked with NBC for about 60 years. And, I I know... I know you like your old-timey Hollywood. Do you want to hear a parade of dead people who bothered to appear for Bob Hope's special?
2: Uh, yeah. It yeah, is, I would. It
0: is significant and long, and you are about to hear so many dead famous people. Then you make all the squeeze that you want.
3: From the NBC studios in Burbank, it's Happy Birthday, Bob! As 50 stars salute your 50 years with NBC television and radio. Starring in alphabetical order... Yes! Steve Allen Lucille Ball Milton Burrow George Byrd Kirk Cameron Ooh. Diane Carroll Burt Conby, Sammy Davis Jr Angie Dickinson Phyllis Diller John Forsythe Dolores Hope Anne Gillian. Jack Jones Stephanie Kramer Dorothy Lamour, Michael Landon (laughs) Jay Leno Shelley Long Reba McIntyre Donald O'Connor Marie Osmond Tony Randall Don Rickles Brooke Shields Dinah Shore Jane Stewart Danny Thomas Leslie Uggam Betty White Jonathan Winters and memorable moments with Anne Margaret, Neil Armstrong, Ooh. B. Arthur, Jack Benny, Humphrey Bogart, Barlon <laughs> Brando, Richard Burton, James Cagney, Diane Cannon, Jerry Colonna, Gary Cooper, Bing Crosby, Jimmy Durante, oh. Julie Garland, Cary Grant, Francis wow. Langford, Jack Lemon, Fred McMurray. Jane Mansfield, Dean Martin, Olivia Newton-John, the Nicholas Brothers, Janice Page, Bernadette Peters, Burt Reynolds, Ginger Rogers, Diana Ross, Tom Selleck, Barbara Streisand, Elizabeth Taylor, Lana Turner, Dion Warwick, John Wayne, Raquel Welch, Andy Williams, and Natalie Wood. Okay,
0: so first of all, that sound wow. just heard is Diana Cumming. Uh, that's a lot of people she enjoys.
2: Wow. <laughs> I... Okay, I counted 21 still alive. Or it might have been 16. I think I've lost count of how many fingers I was You're using. so good.
0: Natalie Wood's still with us, right?
2: No, no, no <laughs> but Leslie Uggam says, Dana, she's in Deadpool. Oh, that's great.
0: <laughs> and so is whoever um... played Alf.
2: Yeah, Bernadette Peters. Basically, so if you were under 40 at the time, <laughs> you have a decent chance of still being alive.
0: So if you're under 70 now, you wouldn't recognize any of these people.
2: Yeah, well, strizand.
0: Reynolds, and I, I think I Bernadette
2: think Peters. when they
0: rattle off those names, that was I have a feeling that was archival footage. But um,
2: yeah. oh my god, though, but Jesus, Dorothy Lamour, no idea. Man. Oh man,
0: <laughs> let Diana go. Let's, let her go. That <laughs> they're like what Milton Berle and Lucille Ball, like they're on the same show, the same night.
4: When they just said John Wayne, I was like, he still
0: alive? Though? No, yeah. I don't think he was still alive. But okay, I, it's, I it's got to be archival footage. Okay, okay, but this is of. This special is in its entirety on YouTube with commercials edited out. It is two hours and 45 minutes. Which oh, mean, my
2: God.
0: Which means I have to guess it aired over two nights. But, One would hope. But this is like, what, like four hours? Or it's
2: just the, their entire lineup for that night. That's yeah. all of primetime.
0: Yeah, with no commercials. Oh, we owe Bob that oh much. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's wow. one of the few celebrities that has his own his own airport, so maybe, maybe he's worth it.
4: Eh. Why did they go with happy birthday instead of happy anniversary?
0: I, I think birthday's more fun. I'm a little kid. What? I know a birthday. I don't care about an anniversary yet.
2: But you're, yeah, and you're like, oh, boy, Donald O'Connor's <laughs> going to be on. You're a little kid, and you're <laughs> into that <laughs> lineup, waiting. and you're like, oh. Oh, I hope... Oh, I hope Milton Berle shows his dick. <laughs> I hope there's cake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally the only kid in the world who would have been like, Donald O'Connor. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was weird.
1: Well,
0: uh,
2: cool. You were uh, cool. I didn't know that those were old movies my parents were showing me. Yeah. I thought that was new.
0: But that is a live, like, it's one of my favorite things to see. I, um, Dai, you might appreciate this. I love, I'll watch anything with J- Jimmy Stewart in it. Mm-hmm. And I really love how open he was to appearing on things when he was way too old to be on television. <laughs> and he did for a while including this like he's really old but since he always yeah. sounded like yeah i hold my words a little bit even when i was wish... 20 <laughs> 20 years old i talk like this
4: kind of like how kirk douglas is now <laughs>
0: <laughs> or kirk cameron like the youngest yeah. person on this cast oh
2: my Yikes. god
0: yeah well i had yeah wanted to get it all out there I, for you I mean i
2: I'm curious to know I'm guessing because it's an anniversary show it's going to be pretty good because there'll be like older clips and not like Bob Hope's specials that we're currently running which were like really 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 bad jokes Mm -hmm. and really unfunny sketches. It's like, Uh, if I'm getting a greatest hits montage, I'm happy.
0: Dana Gould has a clip about that of trying to record a promo for his Bob Hope special. And he was one of the worst people in the universe. Put his hand on his shoulder. I think he said like a sock filled with light bulbs. (laughs) 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 It's a good bit. Um, That's closing us out of TV and we have no games to speak of. But we do have music of 1988. May 11th through the 17th, new releases. Invisible Lantern by Screaming Trees. Wow, i 88. Uh Battalions of Fear by Blind Guardian. In the City of Angels by Yes, John Anderson. Um, by, yes yeah.
2: is John Anderson.
0: Yes is John Anderson. Oh, you're stupid apostrophe. And Ram <laughs> It Down by Judas Priest. I love that album. Anything for You by Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine is number one. We will close out with that. We'll see you again in 1998. May Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com/lasertime. It supports not only this show but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. <laughs> Every time I've been to New York prior to that, I had been either like with my parents or as part of a school trip or something like that. This is the first time I had to go as an adult, and I had to drive with like a southern person's sense of like driving, like, oh, you go right ahead. I'm like, no, 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 not in New York City. Like, you will sit there for fucking ever at at the turn Mm -hmm. unless you exploit the tiniest crack and slip in there. And when you do, New York drivers how dare you change lanes and they, they will do that the entire time for no reason mm-hmm. and it's just like I'm like this isn't going to get us any faster like that uh, Louis C.K. skit where he was talking about, or the bit where he was talking about like He's sitting in his car and somebody like meanders just like a quarter inch into his <laughs> lane. He's like, you worthless piece of shit. <laughs> it's just like, why would I say that? like about a person, yeah, you know, but I mean, I do the same thing. Like when I'm driving, like somebody like moves in, like you're fucking idiot, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, but you know, I'm also from the South. So like if the I rel- parks on your family, sir. <laughs> get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on patreoncom slash Know it's 1998 when it's not a commercial, but you're hearing "Fly Away" by Lenny Kravitz. Uh, that man, I am convinced, writes songs only for commercials at this point.
2: This is uh, this is just a gift to the travel industry, car <laughs> industry.
0: Every single song I see him write, it's a special thing. Like Comcast, what the, did you write this for, Comcast, Lenny Kravitz? It's a wonderful deal. A coupon
2: now. Yeah. I, I would say that this has been ruined by the Neil Cicirega video. so good. Please go watch it. It's one of my husband Michael's favorites. you know what it's, it's called, just called? I think it's just called Fly Away Lenny Kravitz Lyrics. lyrics. There's it's nothing great. to indicate that he's about to screw with you and I then it starts out with normal and then suddenly it's like i'm a dragonfly i want a milky way <laughs> <laughs> and it just all gets scrambled more and more it just yeah wanna <laughs> <Okay.
0: laughs> diane and i know why this is really fun. I, please go watch that video we'll try and embed it underneath the page um laser New yeah, release. new Orleans. then, week- then oh, it ahead. was
2: sort of redeemed for me a little bit and there was a video a while back where lenny kravitz was like having lunch in new orleans and over in Jackson Square, like some teen Christian band was playing this and he goes and sits in with them. Aww. It's it's so cute because that's like sweet. he shows up and they're like, what the fuck? And they're still playing, though. And he like takes over on drums for a while. Please tell me that's where his just... leather
0: pants split open. and His dick falls out. It's my favorite <laughs> picture of Bunny <Wendy> Travis. <laughs>
2: oh,
4: no, my but... favorite picture is him walking around with that giant scarf on. Oh, yeah. That picture still brings me
2: joy <laughs> on a bad day. <laughs> I kind of want to make that scarf. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I want to make, like, an 18-foot-long scarf.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, we also have new releases out in music of 1998, uh, May 11th through the 17th. Uh, Candy from a Stranger by Soul Asylum. Sorry, Soul Asylum. They released an album last week in 1988, and they're still a one-hit wonder. Gosh, you're right. Yeah. Uh, a, thousand, a Thousand Leaves by Sonic Youth. Uh, traces of My Lipstick by Escape. Um, Muse's self-titled debut, which fucking rules. Yes. Version 2.0 by Garbage, which rules. No yes. Substance by Bad Religion, which rules. Too Close by Nexus, still number one. You know I'm feeling it gyrating up against my loved one. <laughs> I'm
2: gonna put on a silk shirt and stand in front of a wind machine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and with that, we gotta head into the movies, because you know Impacto Profundo, Deep Impact is still number one at the box office uh but new releases clock watchers with parker posey tony collette and lisa kudrow why do i feel like i saw this
2: you might have it's kind of office space for ladies mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in that it's about temps who hate their job and then stuff starts getting stolen and then the cops show up and they're trying to figure it out i mean that cast is fucking gold and i wish yes. this movie were a little better
0: for real I, I, parker
2: posey tony collette and lisa kudrow Ooh, oh my God! Can so I like good. maybe I don't know go on like a sailing cruise with them?
0: <laughs> oh, you want to go on the Clockwatchers cruise? Yeah, I want to go on the
2: Clockwatchers cruise, but not like a cruise cruise. I want to go on like a small sailboat with them.
0: Jesus Christ! And You're... we
2: just like sail around.
0: I'm worried the for your husband. Maybe like uh...
2: drink straight out of coconuts. Just us four. He's <laughs> so nice.
0: Um, in a movie, Sarah, you told me you were the most excited about this one, Quest for Camelot.
2: Yeah. It's great.
0: I have it's not like, seen it. Yeah, I'm ashamed of myself.
4: It's by the same people who brought us Anastasia, I want to say.
0: Yeah, the Don Bluth, Gary Goldman people. Uh, I believe so. I have too many things in this house autographed by both of them not to know this.
4: Weirdly great yeah. soundtrack, by the way. Really good song by Celine Dion. Really? <laughs> yeah. In Quest for Camelot. Yeah.
0: Gary yeah. Oldman, Carrie Elwes, Pierce Brosnan, Eric Idle, and Jane Seymour in Quest for Camelot. The story of a girl who dreams of becoming a knight.
3: brave hero who will join her.
1: Excalibur is missing.
3: We're going after it. A magical dragon with two points of view. I'm Devon, and this growth on my neck is Cornwall. Oh, what I could be if there was only me. Oh, what i do if I didn't.
0: Oh, God, sorry. I, I can't stand it. I hate Don Bluth songs. Oh, they okay. are the worst. They are the worst. We're a know. duo. A do- tell me in more minutes while you're friends. That you're, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you just met. Uh, Quest you're for trying K-1.
2: so hard to eat Disney's lunch here. Well, I don't think he... So hard. Like, eh, Disney hasn't done any princessy stuff for a while. We could do that. No. Let's do some princess shit.
0: Land Before Time is my proof that, like, that dude did not want to make musical uh, cartoons. It was just required. If you're going to spend that much money in animation, you need songs, because the music has to sell. That's, it's so expensive. This
4: might have been a product of... Me being the right age for it, I think so. Eh, I don't know. You'd have been. I had a young sister at this point, so Mm. it was playing a lot in my house, and I think it's just one of those things they've. These songs have embedded into my brain so hard that I'm pretty sure I like them, but maybe I actually don't like them. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because you just because I had fond memories when we were discussing this earlier, and then you just played that, and I was like, "Ooh, Ooh. ooh."
0: yeah." It looks like a it looks like a a standard definition full screen Milan. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it looks like, Uh, but I'll check this out. Like, there are so many. I like. I'm trying to find all the dragon movies I can. Mm. Having mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. dragon characters, I'm down with. I collect Disney dragons. I know Disney isn't the only people who make dragons, so I'm down. I want to see this.
4: Well, this one has a dragon with two heads. Right.
0: So. Oh my god. I'm just. I just. I looked ahead. I. I didn't look ahead until we did this episode. I'm cringing right now. Not for the hey. horse whisperer. Uh, the horse whisperer. Robert you Redford
2: probably should cringe for the horse whisperer. Oh, this go... is So goddamn earnest because it's Robert Redford directing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, wow, with uh, Kristen Scott Thomas, Sam Neal, Chris Cooper, Diane Weist, and uh, I'm guessing a really young Scarlett Johansson.
2: little, little Scar
0: Yeah, like uh, uh, pre, oh my God, pre-Ghost World.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well,
0: when I work with a horse, I'd like to know its
3: history. If I'm going to figure out what's going on in his head, it would
0: sure help me if I knew exactly what happened that night. But to this movie's credit, like we said about sliding doors a few weeks ago, Diana,
1: mm-hmm.
0: this is now shorthand for something like the blank whisperer. Oh, this that's happened true. with the, sh- the horse whisperer. That's true. It's not just the dog whisperer. You, you say that when you're being funny. Oh, what are you, the fucking red wine whisperer? <laughs> uh, you do it all the time. The whisperer thing is because of the horse whisperer. I'm guessing based on a best selling novel that women yep. stroked it to.
4: <laughs> yep. Horse women.
0: <laughs> oh, I love centaur porn. <laughs> oh, God. What, what did I say? Um, are you? Do we really have to talk about this movie? I know we talked about it recently. Uh, we talked about this recently on an episode of Laser Time of about soundtracks more famous than their movies. And I think is... we
2: absolutely have to talk about Bulworth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Bullworth watched is... this trailer last night because I remember Ooh. there's a lot. He says a lot of awful things mm. in this movie. To see them just in the trailer because it's about Warren Beatty starring and directing. As a senator who first he has a breakdown and he hires a hitman to kill him. Yes. Then he has another breakdown where he starts speaking in complete truths and also rapping a lot.
0: Yes. In my opinion, it's like an episode of the Flintstones. If Fred Flintstone got hit on the head with a bowling ball and became like black and racist, (laughs) that's what Bullworth is. He puts on a shitty hat and pretends to be black.
4: Yeah, I in preparing for this episode, I saw that they came up, and I was talking to my husband, I was asking should we maybe watch this in preparation? No! And he was like, nope, you're just going to get mad, so don't. <laughs> Sam and I
0: watched it in the theater, because yeah. we thought this was going to be really funny yeah. and edgy, and it, it's, it's embarrassing. And it's yeah. like the last thing Warren Beatty ever did.
2: Well, he knows I get all up in my um, feelings. He, so. I know he's he's done a couple country. other things that were have not been good since then. But this is uh, the worst.
0: He shepherded this. Yeah. This is a great Ralph Steadman poster. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, and it's got a really good soundtrack. Hallie, Halle Berry's in it. She's very good. Um, Maya, yeah, ODB, it and
0: Praz are doing embarrassing,
2: yeah. wow, but also pretty fucking ballsy.
0: A little bit. I
2: gotta go there. Well, Sorry, it's ballsy.
4: Ballsy in the way that only an old white dude who has a lot of <laughs> money and nothing to lose is ballsy.
2: <laughs>
0: it, it, it's bizarre. Diana, yeah. you might need like 20 minutes to, uh, even in 1998, while, why no one could tell Warren Beatty no. Like he's a not known entity for the last twenty years.
4: Uh, to quote *Real Housewives of Atlanta*, "Who gonna check him?"
0: That's <laughs> how it was, man. I only I only knew Warren Beatty from like his, his the legend that was circulating around this time. He'd make a movie once every ten years. Uh, and he's still yeah, trying to get his. Yeah, like tra- the
2: previous movie he'd been in is probably *Love Story*, which mm-hmm. he shadowed directed and is you know notorious for like he's always perfectly lit to make him look so much younger oh, yeah. and it's just you know it's all about how fucking great he is and like that's usually where people go at that <laughs> yeah. point in their career they do just like what Robert Redford did with right. Horse Whisper. he looks great he's interesting you know and he doesn't take any risks mm. and if this came out today, Warren Beatty would be strung up from a light
0: <laughs> So do Even we,
2: back then, it was very controversial.
0: Do we dare to play a clip from the Bullworth trailer?
2: Go for it, because mm. again, the trailer. You promised us federal funding to rebuild our community. What happened?
3: Well, you, you haven't really contributed any money to my campaign, have you? What are you Woo.
0: Isn't that
3: obvious? I mean, if you don't put down that malt liquor and chicken wings and get behind somebody other than a running back who stabs his wife, you're never going to get rid of somebody oh, like Oh, my me. God.
1: Wow.
0: I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I am embarrassed. I, I, You should be. <laughs> I am embarrassed. We need to watch this movie immediately.
2: Yeah. Also, it's. Uh, uh, Yeah. It's I mean, if it were just that he's speaking his mind. And just saying the obvious, thing. like, yeah, you don't contribute any money, so I don't give a shit about you. But yeah, when he goes into Malt liquor, it's like, oh, God, yeah, oh, no. God, no. Hey, and then he racist. starts rapping, like, most of his dialogue becomes rapping. Sometime after, he has a big Hollywood fundraiser and talks oh. about, like, oh, good, all my big money Jews are here.
0: Oh, God.
2: Well, in this clip, too, uh. they have the audacity to
4: show a black woman's face reacting to this in a way that's like, bemused like she's like got a smile her. he's like oh he told us like <laughs>
0: like I didn't I don't expect to hear this cold hard truth
4: I don't think that's the
2: reaction that's oh
0: goodness gracious yeah,
2: so it's, I mean it, it's kind of weird that you think about it it falls under extremism and a parody of extremism are like they look exactly the same because you know there's some people out there who's like oh, yeah like Archie Bunker he's right yeah yeah, you tell those N-words. <laughs> I was like, ah, uh, he doesn't really believe that. Ugh. He's fucking with you. You're you
0: know? so lucky, given what Laser Time does, I have immediate access to the clip of Bullworth rapping. It's one of the worst things I've ever heard in my entire life.
2: Oh, it's so painful? That's so painful! Oh, no. <laughs> hear
0: you say it. Big money! Big
3: money!
0: Big money! Big money! Big money! Big money! Big money!
3: Big money, big money, big money. One man, one boy. Now is that really real? Whoa. The name of our game is Let's Make a Deal. Now people got the problems, the has and the have not. But the ones that make me listen pay for 30 seconds spots. 30 seconds.
4: Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah.
0: So it's like things like this like I never remember I'm white until I see <laughs> shit like this. And like I am so ashamed. I have so much to be ashamed for. Yeah. <laughs> so awful fuck you bullworth fuck you forever and i'm we got a good song out of it ghetto superstar oh oh yeah, ghetto oh, yeah. Superstar. it's a great song uh okay, again pros waiting. maya and odb old dirty bastard yeah um
2: yeah I like it. i said i don't know if i can full-on endorse this movie but i i sort of i go back and forth between respecting the bulls and thinking like <laughs> you are a clueless motherfucker Oh. Maybe it just needs to be seen.
0: It reminds me of like the, the <laughs> like the political version of falling down. Like an angry uh, white dude uh, writing a script and like God, yes. I'm gonna feel no, this way forever. Like, <laughs> no, no I Joel totally Schumacher, you won't.
2: No, oh. falling down I find like truly racist and like I'm a white man, that makes me the most grieved person in the world. Everyone mean to the white guy. <laughs> ah,
3: yeah, he, I mean, he literally said in, in
0: the trailer what Mick Mulvaney just got caught saying on tape. If you don't <laughs> contribute, he did. Like, all right, anyway. <laughs> Moving into television of 1998. May 11th through the 17th. This is going to be notable for only maybe me. ZDTV debuts. This is very complicated. Ziff Davis is a complicated company. Uh, they're still around. They created EGM and 1UP and some parts of IGN and failed and sold them off and ZDTV it eventually became Tech TV in 2000 Tech TV would merge with G4 TV in uh somewhere in the mid-aughts it become G4 Tech TV but before there was YouTube videos before there was the internet there was a show there was a channel devoted to tech and they did I think a valiant job if you lived in San Francisco It's the stuff of legend. It's where Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb started their their show uh, before they merged with G4. It was about tech and video games. There was no other channel that did that. It merged with several other channels and is now gone. But Mm -hmm. debuting that day is a show called Internet Tonight, (laughs) Silicon Spin, which makes me want to gouge my eyes out, and uh, The Screensavers, which did survive much longer in the rest of the show. The screensavers, people, most people know. However, I think most people know tech TV. This, is, will, this clip will define tech TV. They were talking about tech, like literal tech, media devices. This is a man coming on with an old phonograph piece that's very rare and uh, probably shouldn't be touched by human hands.
3: So this is a one of a kind piece. There's no other one like this particular one in the world. And you can see the tracks go this way
1: and um it's really cool because it it records much more accurately than oh shit oh my god
0: Um, well
3: that does happen every uh, once in a while that can't be good
1: (laughs) (laughs) no
0: diana this is like like a, like an 1800s Victrola part, <laughs> Saras has her hand over her heart. <laughs> like, he, it is the most embarrassing thing to happen for a, an alleged historian and expert to be hold, His hands are shaking. His, He's, his hands old were so
4: shaky. He's yeah. an old man. He's an old man. He's
0: trying to hold it in camera and it broke. And oh, I swear. I feel so bad.
1: <laughs> this for is the him. legacy
0: of tech TV. This is what people will remember before it merged with G4, which has been defunct for so fucking long at this point. Also in television. Hey, everybody loves Raymond. We do a first two-parter. Ah, <laughs> hey, the wedding airs. It's a flashback to me and Deborah getting married. And you will have to Google uh, Cosby's Love Intervention episode because I just refuse at this point. No. I'm not go- I'm not Googling Cosby's love intervention. Oof.
2: I literally had a nightmare last night about Bill Cosby. <laughs> no, no, I was in no. the mall. And he spotted me and he said, hey, hey, I got to talk to you. And so I ran to the ladies' room and hid. It was like the most disgusting public toilet ever. Wow.
0: All he wanted to say was, hey, 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 I got Alzheimer's today. Nice try, Bill. You're going to jail. (laughs) Um, Look, okay, bring it back to the ladies. How about that? Uh, May 12th, Buffy. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. Has the Becoming Part 1 air. It is a a two-part finale. Uh, the show start, in, in my opinion, this is where the show starts to get amazing. Uh, they kind of get rid of, like, we can only film in one set in fucking 240p underground. And, they start, and Joss Whedon starts getting very silly. But uh, Angel sets up this huge thing involving this old prophecy. They've been showing flashbacks on the show, but they're kind of, in my opinion, they're kind of boring. These were worthwhile. And uh, Buffy has to team up with Spike, the big bad, for the first time to overcome Angel. Angel can't be the big bad after this because he has a spinoff by next year. Mm -hmm, Uh, So this mm -hmm, this is the mm -hmm. most formidable Angel will be on a Buffy episode. But I love Buffy. I swear to Christ, it's a really tough watch in 2018. But um, after this episode, everything gets wonderful. Season three onward, it's one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Also, very sad, uh, Primetime SNL gets to happen this week on a Wednesday. May 13th, Remembering Chris Farley, uh, airs on NBC. And I want you guys to guess, just one guess, what sketch do they show in The Best of Chris Farley?
2: Ooh. Oh, oh, uh, Chippendales.
0: Thank you, Di. Chippendales, Chippendales. This kind of took
2: him a while to get to this. So a little bit, He yeah. passed away, like, what, January, something like that?
0: It seems like there, someone there is smart enough, like, I have a feeling another SNL cast member will be dead in a week. Tune in next week, people. I know, it's really sad.
4: That is a rough, it's rough time.
0: technically the sadder one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to skip around what happens on May 14th, because we'll come back to that. Boy Meets World on May 15th, graduation. Were we Boy Meets World fans, Sarah? Yeah,
4: I remember watching it. I don't have the affection for it. I think a lot of other people do my age, but I mean, I love TGIF every Friday, and so I definitely I, watched it. I
0: think it's one of the more, like, I think dinosaurs is funnier. I'd rather watch a stupid <laughs> shitty Family Matters episode. But Boy Meets World was grounded in fun and like really, really took chances. Yeah. It made people drunks. It made yeah. very real situations. Like Corey gets together with Topanga and they don't. And this is a famous episode for one, a really great speech that Sean gives mm-hmm. upon graduation. I don't know how he I don't know how he rose above to be giving a speech as, as graduation. Yeah. I'm
4: sure that valedictorian's kinda of pissed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Topanga. Um, oh, okay. True. Which uh, something crazy happens with Corey. Corey is worried that his honor student girlfriend is going to about to go to Yale and leave him behind, wah, and she surprises wah. him.
2: Yep. So you're going to say something? Was it important? You mean that I
4: decided what I want to do with my life? Yeah, that. Mr. Feeney said I should go to Yale unless I have a really good reason not to.
1: Well, there isn't any good reason.
4: Actually, there is.
3: Myra Zinkerman. What? what? Ladies and gentlemen, the John Adams High School class of
1: 1998. You marry me? No! Bill! No! Boo! Uh, Boo on no, that. No no, no, oh. no. no. So you're going to no. give up
4: Yale, give up Yale for the most average
0: savage. Average. <laughs> the most average savage.
4: The most average and that also, is very average as white it's men it's not Fred, it's not Ben no, it's,
2: you can, do both. Dan. You
0: can yes. do both it
2: is can not It is not an either or but also no do no. Oh, not, I'm not so get mad. married out of high school <laughs> <laughs> and no. give up Gail. how can you have a lesbian sophomore year if you Ugh. get married out of high school I've
0: never been more happy to have two women on the show
2: gross on getting oh. married We're out dumb of high school plotline.
0: Uh, Yale seems pretty good, but this guy whose voice is cracking, yeah. I'm going to stay behind. <laughs> no.
2: Also, most- I never watched the show, so I did not realize that they're at John Adams High School, and William Daniels played John Adams in the film version of 1776.
0: Boom! Sixth Whoa. Degree of Evan Daniels with Diana Goodman, a new podcast coming soon to this network. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm going to jump around. The, the Emmys for this week, fuck but who cares? That
4: shit! Yeah, I'm um, going to be angry for the rest of the night. No, that you're one. not.
0: <laughs> no, you're not. I got, I got you. I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to okay. bring you back with something Whew. you barely remember. Whew. One, Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman is over. Okay. I know none of us oh, ever saw no. that. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it ends the same day as Silver Surfer stole its thunder. Mm. Fuck you, <laughs> Roro. They say goodbye on May 16th. On May 17th, King of the Hill Propane Boom Part One airs, and it's this weird tradition King of the Hill would have with season cliffhangers. And they, they did it early on. They kind of dropped it after they had sturdy footing. Like, King of the Hill is not about this. But this is their who shot Mr. Burns moment. Where uh, Chuck Mangione <laughs> is playing a concert at the Megalomart uh, with the propane. Hank Hill walks in, smells a familiar smell. Oh, no. So the Megalomart blows up, and the King of the Hill production team wants you to wonder, is Hank Hill dead? And you, and, and you know, like, look, we know you're not going to believe this. So is Peggy Hill dead? Is Luann dead? Or is Luann's temporary boyfriend, Buckley, who caused this to happen? <laughs> Take your Place pe- your bets. Who do you think it was? But what made it funnier is, like, if you listen to Talking Simpsons, we talked about this summer-long... Tease of who killed Mr. Burns. They tried that with King of the Hill. And immediately following this episode, they have live action news sequences to drive this up all summer, all summer, with new animated sequences with Mike Judge's Hank Hill. This happened in the credits of this episode. This will not be resolved until next season.
3: Now, a Fox
0: News update.
2: From deep in the heart of Texas to the hills of Beverly comes a controversy that has King of the Hill fans in an uproar. Will the Hills move to Hollywood? Texas native Hank Hill.
3: I was born in Texas, I'll die Texan, and in between I'll live in Texas. The show ain't moving, and that's final.
2: Network president Peter Ross had this response.
3: If Hank refusal to move why you killed him off? We have not killed Hank Hill. There were three others caught in that fire, and as long as Hank reconsiders, then Luanne or Buckley or Chuck Mangione will die.
1: Stay tuned all summer for updates on the controversy. So
0: they, they not only tried to frame it like, is Hank Hill dead? It's like, no. King of the Hill is struggling so we're going to retool the Hill family to move to Los Angeles. <laughs> and Hank Hill is in constant protest. This ha- this is promotional shit that happened Wait, all summer long. Is that
4: is a real weird. news anchor from yeah, like a real...
0: It looks like it. I don't know.
4: Okay, okay. I was going to say, wow.
0: I if... don't know. He's, he's as, as real as the Arrested Development uh, uh, gotcha. news anchor that's okay. there constantly. Uh, and that's not even the biggest finale of this week. Hank Hill oh, no. had had the cojones, the cojones to go up, up against the finale. That is the title of the episode from uh, Seinfeld. The last episode, a uh, Seinfeld, airs this week, May fourteenth, nineteen ninety-eight. Uh-huh. Almost eighty million viewers say goodbye, and then end up disappointed. If I there were an internet, them. I'm not. I think it's fucking great.
4: Oh, I was. I'm, I watched I'm in between. it. Yeah. I mean, I watched. I remember being disappointed. Then revisiting it now, like mm-hmm. oh, no, no, oh, it's okay.
0: I thought it was one a, a great way to bring back old. Yes. Cast members so they can testify against them. What was the story? Kramer has water in his ear, ends up causing the private NBC plane to go down now that George and Jerry have sold their television show. Um, And the plane goes down this weird town with a good Samaritan law. They witness a crime and they do not help this man and they laugh at him instead. Which, we're in Florida now. There are Samaritan laws here. Like, if you have a gun, you got to shoot somebody. These exist.
4: <laughs> the Good Samaritan law. Well, well, go ahead. Not to get Do weird, it! law nerd on you. That actually refers to if you help out in an accident and you actually hurt someone, then you oh. can't be prosecuted for that.
0: Okay. Or but not that you how have liable. To help
4: out. Not that you have to help out. No, I'm not aware of that. Actually, hmm. I'd have to go back and look. But yeah,
0: I thought it was. I thought it was was here. If you like, if you have a concealed carry permit and you don't help out. Ooh. Sorry. I this don't is know. I my don't... reading of Florida. I'm sure some of that has changed since... Tr- never mind. Um, but, <laughs> yes. but, but never mind. But but like I thought the finale was really funny. It was a great way to bring back old cast members. You can watch Newman choke at the verdict yes. of uh, the foursome getting convicted of like, you heartless motherfuckers.
4: Which is mm-hmm. a great way to end it because the whole conceit of the show were the, was they are horrible people. And right. so finally bringing it back around to them kind of getting their just desserts... I don't know, it felt, feels kind of right now, looking yeah. at it.
0: Yes. I don't know what jail. else we
4: expected at the time. You know, your
0: button's too big. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you're just as petty and trivial. And- as
2: the very first conversation <laughs> in the very first episode. Yeah, and they say, like, So perfect. Yeah.
0: We talked about this already.
2: Yeah. No, I like that, the idea that it's, it's all cyclical and they're just constantly... Trapped in a hell of their own making. Yes. They just will keep making the same mistakes over and over and over because they are petty, horrible people. Yes. They're so, they're that
4: shallow. I, I kind of love it the more we talk about it, to be honest. I mean, we were.
0: I have a feeling it was written backwards. Like the idea that, like, they thought the funniest thing that would happen is that they end up in jail. Yeah. And I I agree. I think that's the best way to put the best thing, fuck you, to do to beloved sitcom characters. So we're in jail for a year, huh?
4: I don't know. I feel like it kind of, it just puts a nice button on the whole series. It kind of closes it in a way that it doesn't leave us wanting anything else from the characters or their relationships. Yeah,
0: which we didn't really, and and to say something about Seinfeld, like it was number one-ish at this point? Number one or number two?
4: It was up there for sure.
0: They were giving Jerry and the cast more money every single year. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I would rather go out on top than have this peter out. Like, and the show found its stride in like the fourth season, anyway. So they had five seasons at the top. Let's and 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 how right were they? I have a feeling all those people will be rich forever because that show holds up real
4: well, really well,
0: real well in syndication and will for a long time.
4: It's great because uh, my husband really didn't watch Seinfeld in the heyday, and so I've been going back and revisiting it. And every episode that comes up. I- I find myself saying this is a classic. Yeah. This is a classic episode. <laughs> and it's he's like you're literally saying that for every single one. Well, maybe it's true. I don't I'm, know. I'm not excited on
0: he's... the sh- the show but like when I would watch the show I feel like did I miss the intro or the end? Like I feel like I never saw either one, so they all really connect in like this weird way. And watching them all at the same time, remember we were watching the second season like there's just this the season where Jerry refers to George as a character from Death of a Salesman. Yeah. And, like, they mentioned the first episode, but he does it for 40 more episodes. And you wouldn't know what's happening. Yeah. There's so much connected tissue in Seinfeld. It's
4: better than Lost. It's way better
0: than Lost, and I hate that we yeah. have to talk about it.
2: So is this, since this is the last time we get to talk about it until we catch up to its debut in the 80s, do we have a specific favorite episode you want to talk about?
0: Um, Mine, mine was my first, because I always say that my there was a war in a one-TV monoculture household where... Uh, the kids in my school were talking about *In Living Color*, and my dad liked Seinfeld, and I hated Seinfeld. As a result, he would turn it on, and it was like I lost a battle. I'd leave the room, and the first one I watched was the um, marine biologist episode where C yeah,
4: <laughs> was angry that day, my friend. Was angry that day, like my an friend. old man trying to send back soup at a deli. <laughs> yeah, and then like,
0: and I it was the first episode I really enjoyed, and I, I I saw Jerry. They asked him, "What is your favorite episode?" And he's like is that one like like we came up with that monologue we wrote it real fast and like jason we forgot jason alexander was such a great actor that like you give him two pages of dialogue in 20 minutes he'll have it memorized and can work out a routine like that's what happened we wrote it four minutes before jason alexander did it and it was the first thing i really liked he pulled it out it holds up a golf ball like the last the the button on the joke is nonverbal. it's fucking great like most shows don't do that it's it was so awesome good. hitting a golf ball into the yeah. ocean until you hit a whale's blowhole. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Diana? Diana. Uh, I gotta go with shrinkage. That's, it's a classic. I, that that whole episode, everyone remembers the shrinkage part, but yep. the whole thing, you know, with it's got the like pool! the oh the, the tomatoes are so sweet you can just eat them <laughs> and uh, Jerry's dating the rabbi's daughter and you know she can't eat lobster and or lobster or crab and he's like well now she's seen me naked I get to see her naked so George <laughs> keeps trying to sneak out and get a peep at her and that doesn't work so he ends up feeding her non-kosher food and it just all comes back around that's in it, it, my favorite thing about Seinfeld episodes is the way that like everything comes back around to pay off so true,
0: <laughs> so I, true. Thought, I think about that too because as I get uh, as I grow further into adulthood in my uh, dick requires explaining I remember <laughs> I mean, not not in like a Harvey Weinstein kind of thing. Like, why isn't this working? We set aside a whole night. Like, I don't know. I don't.
4: Or why is it here? I don't know. I'm
0: very turned on right now. I don't know why it looks like this. But like, he's like the I was in the pool thing. I say. In my head every time I have problems for him. So anyway, uh, and, and, and then, and then uh, that Elaine comes in and I love it. Like It's like the first time I've seen her with her hair down. She's like, it shrinks? <laughs> and he's like, you don't know this? He's like, no, I have no idea how those things work. I'm like, you really don't, do you, ladies? You have no idea... That those things recoil and become like, like reveal forensic evidence when they get into pools. Like this is exactly how he holds it when he's asleep. Like you can see the hand <laughs> grip. I'm not kidding. Like you can, like you want to know how your man holds and jerks his dick. Like no. put him in a pool, and watch it shrink. And like you can see his hand imprints. It's right there. It's right there. It's, <laughs> I am so confused. It's the shrinkage episode, and like, and I love that like Elaine, who is we've seen with like at least. Five dozen men at this point mm. who, like has no idea that this shrinks in a pool and like it's odd that like even in, I'm approaching my 40s and like Here's how a dick works. Like, oh, it, we
4: don't care. I know, I know.
0: Yeah. I know, but yeah. I try and learn Guys about... Those
4: are the ones that are obsessed. Yeah. We, do... we, we do have no interest.
0: I try and learn about your clams, like, like how those things work. Did they do, do
4: a lot more work, so...
0: You know. They expand in water. It's crazy.
2: <laughs> Stop. <laughs> All right. I really regret bringing this up now. Sorry, Di. Sorry, Dave. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have
4: more favorite bits from <laughs> Seinfeld than I do because, I mean we just talked about one about when George fakes an injury and then gets a special,
0: I um, was describing to you a beach house I was at and like, I said, it has a takes the morning train <laughs> rail scooter. And you're like, I absolutely got what you just said. I know
4: exactly what you're talking Cause about. Cause that's
0: the George stare, <laughs> George stare lift.
4: To the montage of him faking his in- yes. leg injury yes. to that song. But I think my favorite, episode, the one I laugh the most at, is the one where George is dating, I think, a piano player, and Jerry and Elaine are in the audience watching her concert, and Jerry puts a Tweety Bird Pez dispenser <laughs> on Elaine's <laughs> leg, and she starts laughing, laughing uncontrollably, just because like, A, Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus' laugh is wonderful (laughs) it's so funny and then B, like we've all been in that situation where we're laughing so hard at something so stupid and at an inappropriate time and then the fact that she gets caught later on in the episode because the the pianist recognizes her laugh it just it beautifully comes together at the end it's a perfect episode to me
0: and you know what like i was watching it on hulu which for some reason i mean looks gorgeous uh, it's widescreen. It's high definition. They left the non-Jerry Stiller um, Costanza in there. Huh.
4: The the non-Jerry Stiller dad?
0: Yeah. like uh, they, they did. And it may be like... I look forward to all the parents being on oh, screen yeah. as much as possible. I want the oldest... <laughs> People with the least understanding of the world. Del
4: boca vista.
0: Which holds up, which, by the way, old people not understanding things holds up really well oh, the yeah. further we go. Oh, yeah. It's great. Because we're
4: becoming them. Take the pen!
0: Take the pen! Like, I, I fucking, I love that shit. But here's my here's my defense of the last episode of Seinfeld. Okay. Uh, it, it is odd. I rewatched it again. And that weird pan out with no laughter as they talk about rehearsing their lives over and over again. There is one stand-up scene at the end where Jerry is telling, doing a stand-up routine in the prison. It's the only time ever you see George and Kramer in the audience. Hmm. And the whole time Jerry is making jokes, like, Kramer is nudging George, like,
1: he's talking about us. <laughs> and
0: it's like, like, what would be happening in a stand-up audience? And it's, I, this, I think, if, if you think the last scene is, like, the pan out of them in jail, and I don't know where Elaine is in the men's prison, uh, but this is a funny joke. It, this all works. And you can hear Larry David at the end as a heckler. Uh. So what is the deal with the yard? I mean, when I was a kid, my
3: mother wanted me to play in the yard. But, of course, she didn't have to worry about my next-door neighbor, Tommy, sticking a shiv in my thigh. <laughs> and what's with the lockdown? Why do we have to be locked in ourselves? Are we that bad that we have to be sent to prison? In prison? You would think the weightlifting and the sodomy is enough. <laughs> so uh anyone from salt block D I am I'll talk slower <laughs> I'm kidding I love salt block D my friend George is in salt block D what, what are you in for sir murder one murder one ooh watch out everybody better be nice to you I'm only kidding sir it's up how about you what are you in for Grand Theft Auto Grand Theft Auto don't steal any of my jokes
0: you suck I'm gonna cut
3: you Hey, I don't come down to where you work and knock the license plate out of your
1: hand.
0: <laughs> okay, that's a funny way to end the show, right? That's we all think perfect. about the somber, weird thing, and like, eh, yeah. And then next year on SNL, Jerry Seinfeld will go to Oz, which is, in my opinion, one of the greatest moments in television history.
4: Um, Do we not remember this? No, he, no.
0: Oz, the HBO prison show, is still on the air, right? In, in and a pre-taped, let's call it a analog short. <laughs> hmm.
1: uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, yeah, Seinfeld meets every cast member from Oz in prison. Oh my God. How have I not
4: seen this? I can't wait to see it. It's now.
0: one of my favorite moments of television ever.
4: Well, I just, want, I know we've been talking about Seinfeld for a while, this but I time. just, I also have to say one last thing is that for me, uh, watching Seinfeld, we, My family, we watched it from the beginning. So, I mean, Elaine Bennis has had a huge impact on my personality as an adult. My dancing, (laughs) my sense of humor. And as I get older, I've really been able to appreciate seeing a woman like that on screen. Like, for the first time, someone who's, like, not your traditional woman, who has traditional uh, aspirations to just, like, get married and have kids and settle down, who can hang with Mm -hmm. the dudes and... But but not Elaine in like very a, much lives
0: day to day. Yes, mm. yeah,
4: which, you know, yeah. I I've, I've recognize in, my, in myself. What's so, What's the most fun thing was, you can do
0: right now? Hmm? What's the most fun thing you can do right now is typically how Elaine gets into situations. Yeah,
4: exactly. And I really appreciate that as being a totally different model of woman for mm. me to recognize she, and then emulate. <laughs> in like In like three
0: episodes, is she dying to hold on to a guy? Yeah. So it's like, this guy's boring. How yes. do I get rid of him?
4: Yeah, I I appreciate that so much. It was a relief to see that finally.
0: Oh, it makes me want to sign on to Reddit even more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Seinfeld. It was a good show. You heard of it? Uh, I, I should have played that clip of Larry King. It's one of my favorite clips on the whole internet. You know how Larry King never prepares for an interview, mm-hmm. and he like he it's my thing. I don't prepare for an interview, and like no, it's not. You just don't pre- you just don't work very hard. <laughs> And he goes, he, like Seinfeld comes, so the show show was good. What? Are you, are you mad that you were canceled? What, Larry? Have you seen the show? Do you not know anything about what happened? Oh my god! Because Jerry has a, we quit at number one. I see. Like you didn't look into any. It's so funny to watch Larry King dressed down by by like the most Jerry Jerry Seinfeld of all time. Oh god! But I I did have to mention this because this debuted the same day, and I remember this because, like, again, not a sports guy, it was a Seinfeld fan, and like, this is a big event, and they played the clip show. I think beforehand, the hundred episode clips clip show where Mm. Jerry talks to camera about how great uh, Seinfeld was. But this aired the same day with a timer of when uh, Seinfeld would come on NBC. MTV debuted this show. So, MTV aired Celebrity Deathmatch. The uh, deathmatch being be- right before Seinfeld aired at 9 o'clock was Tim Allen versus Jerry Seinfeld to see who could be the most, the, the highest paid person in, in network sitcoms fighting one another. And I am astonished how long, the longevity of Celebrity Deathmatch. It's been rebooted twice, it wow, has yeah. over 100 episodes. It's clearly difficult to animate. It's not my favorite show. I don't really ever want to watch it again. But it lasted a long time. It has wow. a, it has two video games. What? Really? Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah we, we streamed it on YouTube.com slash Please, watch uh, Justin Timberlake fart on Carrot Top and Mr. T. It totally happens in the game. <laughs> uh, those are characters you can play as. Uh, it's, it's, it's fucking crazy. But Celebrity Deathmatch, it's kind of this, I don't know, I don't know anybody, this is no one's favorite show, but it debuted today, uh, the same day as the Seinfeld premiere, and it made an event out of it. Uh, that wraps it up for television. How about that? Games? Nothing of note. So let's close out 1998 with Special by Garbage off of version 2.0. We'll be back with 2018. Do you have-
2: is internet and all the ships at sea, it's time for Diana's Classic Corner, where we look even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a-watchin'. And for the week of May 11th through 17th, I've got two solid recommends. Thank you! Finally! There's so many, like, Buckskin Frontier, and days of old Cheyenne back in the 40s. They're just, yeah, with all the, the war propaganda and stuff, it's hard to pick out like good ones to talk about, but 75 years ago this week, we do have a good one. May 13th, 1943 was the release of The More the Merrier, uh, starring Gene Arthur and Joel McCrae. This is a really cute wartime comedy, not something you hear a lot, and it's about Uh, the housing shortage of like tons and tons of war workers have to move to like DC and stuff and so a bunch of people have to share an apartment and it's really cute and wacky and I like I saw it and I was like I don't know if I want to watch it and I ended up being just charmed the pants off me so now I have no pants and you should watch *The More the merrier but my definite recommend if if you are not into classic films or you need a way to start getting into them A good place to start is a movie that came out 80 years ago this week, May 14th, 1938. Saw the release of The Adventures of Robin Hood, starring Errol Flynn and Olivia de Havilland. This movie is just so fun, and it's so dumb, I know. Why are they wearing bright green tights and running around in the woods? I know. (laughs) I've heard it all before. It's one of the prettiest movies ever made in Technicolor. It's this bright, vibrant, crazy Technicolor. Story moves fast great sword fighting scenes um none of the like weird stuff about race or gender or anything that you tend to see in movies from 1938 you know definitely one you can show the kids and they will love it so that's my strong recommend for this week if you've never seen adventures of robin hood you really should especially with a kid they'll they'll love it and that's it for this week stay classic
3: Potential of you and me it's like a book elegantly bound but in a language that you can't read just yet you gotta spend some time love you gotta spend some time with me and i know that you'll find love i will possess your heart
0: Uh, coming in with I Will Possess Your Heart by Death Cab for Cutie off the Narrow Stairs album Sarah has her hand over her heart right now I cannot believe this is 10 years old this is still new music to me I'm so old Uh, other new releases for 2008 May 11th to 17th uh, In Silico by Pendulum The Truth by Cherish Anthems for the Damn by Filter Brooklyn's Dawn Diva by Foxy Brown We Sing We Dance We Steal Things by Jason Mraz and Just Me by Keith Sweat uh, bleeding Love by Leona Lewis is still numero uno, and we do have some news as we enter into 2008, May 11th to 17th. Oh boy, uh, May 15th, California court legalizes uh, same-sex marriage, making it the second state to legalize them after what, Massachusetts? Yep. Yep. Opponents anticipated this and had uh, already uh, and already had uh, Prop 8 on the November ballot to ban gay marriage in the state constitution. It passed with fifty-two percent of the vote. Uh, but was struck down in 2013. I was in California this whole time. I I didn't vote because yep. I didn't think it mattered. I'm like,
4: oh crap! Pratt-
0: I was still voting in Florida at that time.
4: Well, I thought the, it mattered more. Prop eight also had that really confusing thing that Florida did, where it was like, oh, you have to vote no if anybody you're anybody who doesn't not want to bear
0: <laughs> ban be yeah. gay marriage.
2: They do that on re- purpose, y'all. <laughs> they did it in Florida mm-hmm. to confuse people too. Roof. So, yeah, that was – man, if you just go through – just California, the legal saga of gay marriage was like it got banned, but then that was held up in the courts, and then it got overturned, and then they did this, and they tried to pass a law, but then that got overturned. So, let's change the constitution, and then that gets – and then it goes this, and it goes – yeah, it's like it goes back and forth and back and forth, and all these poor people were stuck in between, like – I think I have a legal marriage. Oh. Yeah. Think. It's such a bummer. But only in some states. It, it it, is, it,
0: it's one of those things I want to, like, grab Republicans, like, around the shoulder and walk them around a, a, a well-lit pond and, like, this didn't matter. Yeah. Why let mm. people polarize us like this? This is an abortion. It's not God. And it's not guns. This never mattered. And you let us fight about this. And you
2: don't well, What really... about the big government argument? You I don't, don't want can. the government involved in my personal business.
0: Yeah, but you want tax breaks for people who are in love, no matter who they are. And the, I think that's the real I For me, that's the real thing. Is, yeah. And not a yeah, God fearing government you person. You want people
2: to have families, right? And get married. You don't yeah. like these single mothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
0: certain people no. deserve to be insured and all that. But just, just to grab a Republican, like. See, this didn't matter at all. We didn't need to we didn't need to fight about this ten years ago. We
4: didn't care. It just comes, for a lot of them, I think it just comes down to the fact that either, well, my God told me it's wrong and so that's how I'm voting, or
0: I always s- say it's your pastor told you this was wrong. Yes. Or your congressman. No God. God is too busy managing supernovas and sea otters, which are way cooler than anybody's fucking.
1: <laughs>
4: True. So like True.
0: God never gave a fuck.
4: Or the gay sex is gross. Mm-hmm. I'm grossed out. Therefore, let's stop that by not letting them get married.
0: Yeah, doesn't make any sense. It yeah, doesn't make any sense I think to me. That's, I think all people's sex comes is, from. is gross to me too, and I can't ban them from being married.
4: Mm, fair. <laughs> so Newt Gingrich sex <laughs> is gross to me. Sorry, right, guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, we'll we'll get to it when we get to the November election. No! I'll probably oh. bring up uh what a tease, prop again because unfortunately it passed like literally the week before my wedding. oh and rough. that made me feel like a uh, die like, got
0: gotta say only pen I have that still works <laughs> pen from your wedding
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh you did pens for your wedding
0: yeah she gave up she yeah. got up pens with a so date on cool. it cool and it still works and I'll never throw it away. so
2: yeah, they are great pens. I yeah. still have a bunch of them um yeah. So anyway, I
0: think, uh, So we can get less political. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. May 12th, This is great. Bill O'Reilly flips out on video. On a, is it a current affair or a local news a program? A current
4: affair. A I I Current affair.
0: So I, I've I've heard. There are many Bill O'Reilly clips like this. This was not him on a bad day. This is him on a normal day. (laughs) Uh, Fuck it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. What does that mean? I love what a baby he's being. Let me hear a little piece of this.
3: That's tomorrow. And that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a... I I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll We'll
0: do it live.
3: Fuck it. (laughs) Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing
1: sucks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Take it away.
0: Oh, I love this. He rips off is his microphone. The fucking <laughs> outro. And, 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 like he, there's outro. no. He says, "Play us out." What does that even mean? There's no words there. I'm like. You messed up, Bill. Like, everyone knows what that means. You're in media.
4: Oh, like, he got so angry. He couldn't even think of the words. The fucking thing. He, like,
0: can't. Blames everybody else. What a fucking tantrum. What a whiny little fuck. God, I love this guy. I'm so yep. glad. I'm so glad the world hates uh, him now. I'm so glad it can't work.
2: No, this, I, I'm just. This is what YouTube is for, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's all these things that, like, used to be passed around. It was like a friend of a friend knew a guy. And it was like a fourth generation tape that had stuff like this on it and now it's like boom it's on youtube enjoy everybody well that's the thing
0: you make your crew angry they'll hold on to this shit and blackmail the shit oh, in the u.s someday yeah. oh yeah
2: they'll mm-hmm. have it they'll watch it at parties and laugh at you yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right moving into movies of 2008 <sighs> last house yeah. on the left remake um sam paxton garrett dillahunt one of my favorite uh actors of the entire 2000s and aaron paul never heard of them bitch <laughs> um but uh last house on the left that's, uh, original was a tough watch um but- yeah
2: yeah i mean it's sort of a rape revenge film mm-hmm. but it's also sort of a horror film but it's also sort of a hostage film where these uh this bad gang of dudes uh like rape and murder this guy's daughter and then show up at his house but he doesn't know that his daughter's been hurt and then she shows up, and then he's going to start fucking up gang members.
0: It, it was this and The Hills Have Eyes remake that are like, I'm not watching these anymore. <laughs> I'm not mm. watching these anymore. You're being too faithful. No. Uh, well, you know what? Looking at what's number one at the box office, maybe Last House and Left is way preferable. <laughs> uh, we have the chronic, what? Chronicles. The Chronicles of Narnia. Prince Caspian. Ca- Prince I don't
1: remember any ruins in Narnia wonder
0: who lived here i think we did what ah, you'll have to tell me i don't know anything about this series
2: uh i don't either oh, shit. um i never watch them this is the second of three mm-hmm. um they said the next one's coming in like 2019 they it, finally keep working on that series it
0: has that weird distinction it was, it's 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 been made by like four different studios at this point because they keep bailing on it even though there's semi-successful films
2: yeah, the first one was hugely successful, and the second one less so, and then the third one less so. Um, it was so tough to find any trailer or ad that had any talking in it, because mm. they are super going for, like, a Lord of, a Ra- Lord of the Rings kind of feeling, where mm. it's just just spectacle and giant armies are going to fight, and then it's like, oh, no! and It's just like, I'm not, you know, maybe you get a little bit of Lion Liam Neeson thrown in at the end. Who replaced but- Connery,
0: right, of the first movie?
2: No, no. Was, I think it's always been Leeson. I Connery Le- was the lion. <laughs> but, um Yeah, it's just. Um, I mean, it's it's ballsy from the books that like these kids have gone away from Narnia for a year as magical land, and then they come back, and it's been a year for them, but it's been like a thousand years in Narnia, so like all kinds of crazy shits happened.
0: Hmm. I like a good time okay,
2: but that yeah. also means like, does that mean we've lost a bunch of characters that we liked? Oh, now we've got new stuff to deal with.
0: Yeah, a lot of people went through puberty before another studio greenlit this.
4: Yeah, I don't. They, I just don't understand why they're so hard to get made. To be honest, I mean,
0: we seemingly have a Christian group that will go see most any movie that caters specifically to them. I just assume were they, they really the Passion of the Christ thing? Them? They weren't. They were marketed really? towards everybody, but I just figured whatever group got that many people to Passion of the Christ, mm. which is like still the second or third highest grossing movie of all time, like adjusted for inflation. Hmm. I thought that would have worked yeah, it's for up there. The I wardrobe. mean,
2: yeah, like I mean, the books—they're they are sort of Christian allegories, but they're not like cram it down your they're throat. Not, they're not. I mean, the first one is pretty obvious. Like, oh no, the lion died for us, and now he's <laughs> back alive. I wonder what this represents.
0: I don't get it. Where's the Passover? Yeah. Movie? It's
2: Shiva. It represents Shiva. <laughs> 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 and this worlds. is where
0: Diana gets death threats for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: so yeah, I mean they're spectacle, but they're for kids. And uh, you know, I guess they're clean, not too scary, no swearing, sex okay. Yeah.
4: And a fun, sure. like,
2: pretty world to go into, like
4: mm, the world okay. that's like described in the books is like. Fantastical and very beautiful. Like mm-hmm. I imagine, it would be like a very cool thing to see on screen. I just don't know why it's had such a hard yeah. time.
0: I'm I'm fucking shocked. Yeah, I really am. Because when I come out here and see uh, campers that people tow, you know, those pop up campers. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend bought one uh, when he was like 15 from his neighbor, and his na- the neighbor was a pastor. Yes, it was the one we took dumps on his grill to make it look like hot dogs. were <laughs> terrible people. Uh, <laughs> oh, if you've been yeah. listening to a bunch of other podcasts. But it was called the Dawn Treader. Mm. And I didn't I didn't know that was a Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe. So yeah. I spent summer of like nineteen ninety-four smoking cigarettes and weed in something called the Dawn Treader. And You're like you were
4: taking voyages in I, the Dawn Treader. I had no idea. I was <laughs> I was
0: sending in a giant nerd reference to Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe. Yeah. And it even said it, it had like those letters you buy at like Walmart. It said the Dawn Treader and like Sure like it looked like a ransom note on the side
1: oh
2: <laughs> uh, it wasn't airbrushed on no no
0: that would have been so uh, great that would have been so I great I'm determined
2: to bring back airbrushed art on cars Ooh, and vans i am behind you on that one 100 percent.
0: i got a fairground I mean, hat that said d's nuts with a screw and a bolt on it and like it was the coolest thing i ever had D- you know
2: i mean i'm at the point where it's like the inside of the roof of my car like the it's sagging now, like all the fabric is sagging. Oh, I so have that too. I've pretty much run out of like resale value on my car. So I'm thinking maybe Go for
0: broke. Virgin
2: Mary, maybe, yeah, Virgin of Guadalupe, maybe an Aztec <laughs> temple.
0: Yes. a bunch of bodies just... falling down the Ziggurat stairs.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just, I don't know, something maybe like a wizard and he's fighting with Ghost Rider. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I love this. I love this. Do we have a Kickstarter for this? New Patreon. I think we should have.
2: Let's do. I, you know, it's less about the money and more about finding the right artist that can (laughs) airbrush truly wonderful art on the side of a 2001 Corolla.
0: (laughs) Yes. Oh, Jesus. All right. Let's move. If you think we're done talking about Prince Caspian, wait till the game segment. Uh, But moving (laughs) to the television of 2008, this could have gone in news. Uh, but it it works with television. May 11th, CBS announces that following the finale of Survivor Micronesia, the next season will be shot entirely in high definition. Uh, Can you believe 10 years ago we weren't doing that yet? I remember The Office and Arrested Development were the first native widescreen shows I had seen around this time. Uh, Additionally, on May 16th, if you were one of the lucky few in Wilmington, North Carolina area, uh, congrats. The FCC has selected you as the first market to shutter all analog channels in go exclusively digital it would wow. take everyone else another couple years
2: i don't know if i'd want to watch survivor in hd
0: <laughs> really you because
2: after a while people start looking pretty rough like Ruff. i don't need to see all those bug bites
0: i agree dude i just saw one of those naked
2: oh naked and afraid
0: one of those clips of like Woo. yeah the mosquitoes bit all my all around my area and like mm. this is blurred but i can still see the dots like I, this looks awful
4: i went through a real naked and afraid phase they do. They go through some rough stuff. Some dude got super sunburned on his penis, and it was,
1: oh,
4: it was traumatic. It was traumatic. Let's just put it that way. Wow,
0: what is it about this show that's traumatic? I, I told this dumb story. Like I'd never really done. I'd done Airbnb, but never with people who were still living in the house that they were giving us the room in. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, who the fuck are these? These people look like weird hippies. And we mm-hmm. get home from like the bar. And I just glance inside, and like these two people turn around with giant hippie smiles. And I look at their TV, and I'm like, those are all new people. And I run back to the room and lock myself <laughs> in. And I didn't realize it was naked and afraid. Like they, they were just, they're just normal fucking suburbanites. And I got really afraid they were trying to rope me into a fucking great threesome. Mm. But <laughs> yeah, but you I got a very, chance. Yeah, why was I so not down with that? Yeah. Yeah, what's wrong with me? Mm. I'll push it through the curtains. Let me do that. Um, anyway, like speaking... Hey, of
2: the- they have experience. and That's what counts.
0: <laughs> XP. Um, speaking of The Office, it's not The Office finale because The Office finale happens two days later hmm. uh, for season four. But remember, we, we talked about the writer strike before. Yes. Uh, and The writer Strike kept The Office off the air f- throughout most of season four. It's a very short season four and almost everything is unspooled in two episode chunks. And this week you get about four hours of The Office on NBC. I think this is more notable than the finale. Uh, this is Dunder Mifflin Infinity. It's a two-parter.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
0: Right. And Diana remembers this very well. And like, remember Ryan comes back with a goatee all about tech? <gasps> oh, yes. Uh, and he asks Pam out on a date. And we get a revelation that has, not, has yet not happened on halfway through The Office. Um, it's really good. You have a real talent for this stuff. Thanks. I'd love to talk to you about it more.
4: That'd be great.
3: Do you want to go out to dinner tonight?
2: Oh, is it more something nice? You no. Know. What? Um, I just I'm stuck. I just wanted to have dinner. I'm uh I'm I'm dating Jim. Woah! <laughs> <laughs> We're together.
1: That's great. I That's awesome.
0: <laughs> I know his what? plot is a male, but that like it it speaks to the, the how well the format of the show is. Yeah. like the audience has known Jim and Pam had a thing for fucking years, and like one of the main cast members didn't. It, I, and I'd love his casual like, "I'm not even gonna look at the camera, and just wave." Yep. hi, I'm Jim. I'm yep. dating the girl you're asking out in front of me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the big revelation. I think that's the most important uh, revelation.
2: Yeah, oh. I don't know. I just I double check because I remember around this time as one of my favorite dumb subplots where uh Creed uses printer toner to dye his hair black, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. so that people don't think he's old. Excellent.
0: Uh, even though his that, name is Creed, <laughs> and there's there's footage black and white footage of him on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, on May twelfth, How I Met Your Mother had the Everything Must Go episode. I don't know what that well. Barney pretends to ask Abby out uh beauty and the geek and women's murder club concludes on cw uh, back tell to-
2: me it was a crossover <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know i actually watched a little bit of beauty and the geek yeah um, don't know why um I but- think it was one
0: of the more like less evil and mean reality shows yeah
4: it actually was pretty heartfelt in a lot mm-hmm. of ways i appreciated it for what it was yeah it was
0: beautiful women and nerds and it was just sort of like we're Ge- gonna put a camera on you two alone You can't be a dick in this scenario. You have to, like, get to know one another.
4: generally kind to each other, which I think that's why it kind of sucked me in, because I was like, oh, damn, these people are not being awful, horrible humans to each other. I like it.
0: And uh, Lil' Bush, Lil' Bush, everyone remembers Lil' Bush. Uh, Comedy Central is apt to make a a television show off of every Republican president. Uh, This is their second, after that's my Bush. (laughs) Uh, And before, what... No, what's The President Show? The President Show! Why did I ask that? Jesus, I love that show. I, I love the childish president on the Comedy Central show. But uh, Frank Caliendo's George Bush impression and the animated show Little Bush, that is over. Uh, no, on, no. Uh, same day, and I don't want to talk about this at all, unless Sarah wants to, because I kind of met you watching Lost with you. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, every single week. Uh, Lost begins its three-part season four finale, um, There's No Place Like Home. And this is sort of where I was like, man, fuck this show. Like, I'm seeing it out. Like, right after this, ABC's, like, press release. There are three more 10-episode seasons. I'm like, good, because I'm not watching this
4: anymore. I think I might have been out by that point, too. If not fully out, hate watching.
0: Yes, I was kind of watching It's not a Lost. term
4: I like to use, but yeah.
0: I there, there were two really strong seasons of that show yeah. that I wanted to see through. I just True. I needed to know there's an ending in sight and I don't have to keep putting up with this. Yeah. And this season four season of loss at the worst, and I think this finale is pretty bad. And this this might be where we start the flash forwards. Which are <laughs> <Yikes>. ridiculous. <laughs> Yikes. Um, but speaking of finales, three days later, goodbye Toby. The two another two part episode of The Office airs in the same week. Uh, remember, Michael Scott sings Toby uh, goodbye.
1: Goodbye, Toby. Goodbye, Toby. Goodbye, Toby. Goodbye,
0: Toby. Sarah's <laughs> <laughs> you can laugh out loud.
4: I know, I had a mouthful of champagne. So.
0: Uh, uh, but it's, more importantly, it's the introduction of uh, Amy Ryan's character, Holly, Aww, which yeah. would define the course of Michael Scott's life. Uh, even though she's not seen when he leaves. Anyway, but uh, Toby wouldn't be gone. What's his name? Paul Linderhurst. Um, he's a writer on the show, like we said. Yep. Um, one of the people on Strike was Toby. And I'm, I wanted to mention it because Toby left the show for a brief period. Possibly
4: but... the Scranton Strangler. Right!
0: And that, like, <laughs> keep drawing all those comparisons that he's the Scranton Strangler. And the Office YouTube channel didn't update in years. And is now playing into this theory that Toby is the Scranton Strangler. The evidence they presented me oh, the Scranton Strangler's still out there. Yeah, you'll see. I'm like, whoa, why did I not see Toby say this <laughs> and look at the camera? <laughs> is Toby the Strangler? I don't know. I, I love him too much uh, to have him be that, but Jesus Christ. Hey, speaking of endings, May 16th, the Montel Williams show uh, wow. ends, concludes. <gasps>
2: And oh no.
0: He would have nothing to do but hawk Viagra and a bunch of other fly-by-night advertising people.
2: Bastion of journalism.
0: Yeah. You
4: know? Was that before or after he found out that he had MS?
0: Did he have MS?
4: Oh yeah, he has MS. I thought, oh.
0: Is that how he does it? That's Montel Jordan. Ooh. Um oh. my, my, Okay. Okay. I, I only remember him I thought that I never I watched know the that- show. I,
4: I did mm-hmm. as a child mm-hmm. when I would be homesick from school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, he came out at some point really? that he has MS, but I feel like it was right around this time.
0: I always liked him, oh. but it, I liked even more that Talk Soup would constantly make fun of his, his biography name. Oh, you, God. Do you remember the name of his book? No.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is not going to be that. It's too much buildup. Mountain, Comma. Get out of my way.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think we found what we could airbrush onto your car, Diana.
1: (laughs) Yes.
0: John Henson on Talk Soup would introduce every clip, and when it was over, he's like, I'm going to plug this book for like three years. Like, Mountain, get out of my way. (laughs) And this is sad news for kids like me who love cartoons. Uh, If if you have any recollection of this uh, intro.
3: Which means, oh yeah, we're late. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! woo and Brain, report to Acci Labs.
1: Yakko, wacko, and
0: not to the water tower, please. Let's have a And I'm only playing this because I didn't have the WB and never got to see this, but it's where all my favorite shows went. Kids WB ends. Um, Kids WB (laughs) ends with two seasons on the CW. It was, yeah, was branding that they thought was great enough to go over to the merger of the WB and the UPN. Uh, And I think uh, the twenty four hour cartoon uh, cable channels and obviously streaming made this pretty irrelevant. And the CG here sucks, and I hate it. But ten years ago was when I think they treated. I think the best cartoons ever made from the 1940s to the 1990s where they are all shown in one block. It made them seem very important and it makes me feel like, yeah, they were very important. They're very good. I was Billy West as Bugs Bunny, which he only did briefly after in between Space Jam and the Looney Tunes back in action movie. Animaniacs are treated as equals to uh, Pinky and the Brain, which I think those are fucking great shows and well worth rediscovering on Hulu, if you can do that. I feel like I'm getting a bunch of like roly eyes from my my, you know how much I like these Loney Tunes. I characters. do,
1: I do. And I don't I
0: don't feel yeah. like I don't feel like they haven't been given promos because they don't exist anymore. Yeah. It's been 10 years. And when you walk down my stairs, you're gonna walk past oil paintings of Daffy Duck and Bucks Bunny. Yeah. Because that's that's how I roll. I love those characters. I think they're the best. And it bums me out that that uh, kids WB, when like these are the most prominent cartoon characters WB owns the rights to, and we're gonna treat them like the most famous people here. Ugh, and they got rocked. They got rocked. And we talked about that on a bunch of laser times that like Pokemon and Power Rangers are essentially the end of comedy cartoons for kids on network television. They wanted something that could cheaper and something more action oriented, something cooler. I'm saying it wasn't worth it. Looney <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tunes and Animaniacs and Picking the Brain rule. Mm. And I'm getting sad just thinking about this. Having never seen Kids WB in my life, it was always denied to me, given the the town I lived in. We had no WB affiliate. Um, But that is it for television. Oh, apparently there's still Kids WB if you live in Australia and Bulgaria. Please enjoy that. Um, but anyway games with
2: the same content do you think or that's just the name I
0: cannot imagine it's the same content at all Mm. it's probably like it's probably like the real world and a couple episodes of the Tweety Sylvester mystery hour. or something (laughs) like that Uh, but uh, games of 2008
3: Prince Caspian baby
0: on every system under the sun luminous art and I'll only mention Monster Madness Grave Digger it was a game that came to PlayStation that was ported from a seemingly first party Xbox game if you're a Someone who likes multiplayer, I don't like shooting other players. I The first time I played a horde mode was in Monster Madness. I know they're not the first people to do that. That means I team up with four other players to shoot AI people. And we have to talk and coordinate rather than, yeah, pwned you, bitch, nutsack, mm-hmm. ah, yeah, teabag, teabag, teabag. Like that doesn't happen because, like, if you die, everybody dies. Monster Madness was what I remember that from. That's all I'll say about it. Uh, this has been the show, people. Please leave a comment on lasertimepodcast.com or 302010.net. Once again, thanks to our partners at wondry.com. Check out their fine shows over there.
2: I guess uh, I'm on Twitter if you want to reach out about classic movie stuff uh, at Mm -hmm. lecinenerd, L-E-C-I-N-E-N-E-R-D.
0: And I will never answer you at Cantista (laughs) on Twitter. I think there's an at symbol in there. I don't remember how to use that thing. Uh, But uh, you can check me out. I'll answer stuff on our Facebook group which rules they're really good about uh, posting stuff the laser time facebook community you got a search for it on facebook and uh check out lasertimepodcast.com as well as other shows laser time and uh bonus time if you like this show we talk about more recent things that we've been doing with your friends uh, An uncensored uh ad free show over on patreon.com slash laser time we also have over a hundred movie commentaries that you can check out whenever you want uh, some video commentaries with video synced right up. Do not tell the owners of that video. Um, and but we do appreciate your support. We're uh, about 99% listener support at this moment. So we do really thank our listeners. Sarah, anything?
4: Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, we love having you. We love having you, Diana. We got to <laughs> talk about people who died this week.
2: All right. Let's talk about people who died this week. in 1988, we lost jazz musician Chet Baker, who's 58. Uh, In 2008, we lost Alexander Courage, the guy who wrote the Star Trek theme. He was 88. Mm. And this one I debated putting in news or not. But in 1998, we lost Frank Sinatra. He was 82.
0: This was huge news if you grew up Italian like I did. My (laughs) Italian grandfather, Vincent and Tista, never yelled at me in my life. Uh, But I was making too much noise when the Frank Sinatra biopic was too He got so mad at me, and I never really understood why, but Frank Sinatra was so important to him (laughs) as an Italian-American. He really loved that dude. uh,
2: Sinatra was an interesting, complicated guy uh, where sometimes he – in a lot of ways, he was a total piece of shit, and in a lot of ways, he was an incredibly talented artist. Right.
0: in, in In every single avenue of how you can be a person, he has a piece of shit moment, and like, Jesus Christ, this guy saw the future.
4: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Holy fuck,
0: he started his own record label and production company before he was an actor? Holy exactly, it's it like,
2: like, oh, he was, oh my God, he was a piece of shit. He's hanging out with mobsters and punching dudes just for fun. Just, oh, but he's also, like, really anti-racist? Yeah,
0: yeah, really anti-racist. Uh, this amazing movie that we wouldn't have had otherwise, like, Frank, like, gonna make the Manchurian Candidate. I don't care what the fuck you say. Yeah. And we're yeah. gonna do this.
2: Yeah, and he was, like, trying to hire people who were blacklisted at the time, and it's like, mm-hmm. What? But but you're also kind of a piece of shit, Frank. Yeah,
0: yeah. womanizer, piece of shit. Uh, but oh. I don't know. I think I don't know. You tell me. I think Frank Sinatra will might be on the right side of history if we stacked it all up.
2: Well, artists are complicated, right?
0: Exactly. <laughs> <The source laughs> I, people... I,
2: I'm gonna say yeah. I think yeah. in the long run, um, he's uh, he's an underrated actor, honestly. From totally. here to eternity, yes. totally. I totally deserved that Oscar. Mm-hmm. And musically, I I think just his his way of doing things became such a standard that we don't realize how different it was compared to what came before.
0: Uh, We wanted to do a laser time about that of people who, who embody a cliche, but they invented it and therefore they get get bogged down by it. And Mm, like the Frank Sinatra style, like, yeah, that did was a a fucking dynamo. Like no one did anything like that. Watch a Looney Tune of like, here's this skinny guy. That's Frank Sinatra. They're making fun of. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing notable about him. He's skinny. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was a bean pole back in the day, and it was like all girls screaming and faint, Frankie. Frankie. <laughs> I will say, I looked into there was a, a celebrity auction a little while ago, literally only a couple weeks ago, that had like oh, some interesting stuff from people's estates. There was some Betty Davis's jewelry, and I was like, oh, that's pretty neat. And they had a bunch of Sinatra stuff that was literally just like shit that should have been thrown away. <laughs> you could you could buy his old Vicodin bottle. Ooh. <laughs> it was a fucking prescription bottle from the year he died for Vicodin. And it's, I was like, I you know. sick bastards.
0: Here's Frank Sinatra's Netflix envelope from the Never Return Tower heist. Do you want it?
4: <laughs> I don't know. It'd be pretty cool to look into your medicine cabinet or have someone snoop in your medicine cabinet like during oh, a dinner party. Okay, that's true. And then you have that in there. Ooh, so cool. I, I'm
0: with you, Die, because I'm always looking for stuff like that. And here's the sad cool thing I can tell you. You want to buy authentic Frank Sinatra stuff 20 years? It'll be worthless. No one will be left alive who remembers him. Aww. It'll be worthless. You can pick it up for a song. Bummer, man. It's true. It's true.
2: Anyway, so that's enough about death. It's sad. It? Oh, we can move on to birthdays. Bur-
0: oh, birthday is a doodly birthday is a doodly do, Diane.
2: All right. This week, we're wishing happy 50th birthday to someone born May 12th, 1968. His film roles include Thrashin', Police Academy 4, Gleaming the Cube, an episode of CSI Miami where he was skateboarder, game tester, and victim. It is Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk! Wow.
0: That's right. Tony Hawk was David Spade's body double in uh, Police Academy 4, City Under Siege. Uh, No, no, Citizens on Patrol. I'm sorry. Ask me anything about Police Academy uh, subtitles. I'll, I can I can name them all for some fucking reason. I am the only fan, and I have I'm not updating Wikipedia at all. Uh, yes, sorry everybody.
2: Wow, you should be ashamed of yourself. I am
0: all the time after every one of these episodes. Give us a comment. <laughs> Bring, anyway, 302010.net, laser Thank you guys so much for listening. We will go out with Come Fly With Me by uh, Frank Sinatra, Old Blue Eyes.
3: Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in Far Bombay. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Come fly with me, let's float down to Peru